When you start your business, no one ever prepares you for what's in store. So finding someone else who just gets it is sometimes the thing that can keep you pushing toward that big business goal. We're turning our Zoom coffee chats into a weekly unfiltered podcast for online business owners. They were so good, we always wanted to record them and repurpose them for content anyways. And that's on being a social media manager. I'm Jessica Sheehy. And I'm Madeline Dygan. And this is Hashtag Managed. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. Hey, Madeline. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I know we we have a lot to discuss with the Super Bowl ads because I've got a lot to say and I feel like you do too. you do too. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lo- I have a lot of thoughts and I I think it's been so fun to see everyone recapping the Super Bowl because I know they said it was of course, I think it always tops itself the year prior for the most tuned in to, you know, televised event, which of course um, but yeah, so many interesting things with all of the different ads. And I I always go into, I think, the Super Bowl with a lot of expectations. And I know we talked about, okay, what did we think would be the first ad of the Super Bowl, which I think we were, well, we were both wrong, but I mm-hmm. think we were both taken back with what the actual first ad was. So, I mean, I think after I, after that ad break ended, I turned to my husband, Ryan, and I'm like, okay, so it was wicked. Uh-huh. I I said that too, because like, and because I posted on our, I did do the blind reaction. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think we probably both had the same reaction where I was just like, wait, that was it. And I could have kicked myself because before we, you and I were like taking like bets or like just even started discussing it. I remember looking at Brennan and being like, well, the last couple of years, the first ad was a movie trailer. And I was just like, oh, maybe. And then boom, it happened. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I also felt like that a lot of the ads, and maybe I just need to like, I mean, I took great notes on Sunday, like I (laughs) was back in school. So I feel like maybe I need to, you know, keep future notes for future Super Bowls Mm -hmm. to really know what's going on. But I thought there was just a lot of TV and movie trailers than I feel like than I've ever really seen during a Super Bowl, unless it was just because I was really aware of what was happening. But I thought that was really interesting. I felt like there were so many brands that typically advertise but don't or mm-hmm. typically advertise more than they did. So I was really shocked that there was so much emphasis around TV and movies. I rem- I want to say I was surprised, but I feel like I re- – because I remember the year – after or not like 2021 like COVID 2021 because like everything was shut down I feel like that Super Bowl they wanted to get more people back into the theater so like mm-hmm. I feel like I saw it there but I would I still would agree though there was a lot of movie and tv um ads but at the same time and I think you just said this too where brands that I never would have thought but I was happy to see where I was like oh that was Okay, that was smart. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, there were so many things. So, of course, my prediction for the first ad was Uber Eats. And I'm pretty sure that was the first or second ad post halftime show. Uh (laughs) So, that was a lot later than I had expected, which I guess maybe maybe that's what we need to do for like next year's predictions are getting a little bit more specific and we can of course tune into yes. all these episodes to figure that out but we need to like make it you know very specific with okay what's going to be the first Super Bowl like after you know the first um you know the game is being played you know what's going to be the first ad after halftime show and just so many different things and now I feel like now we have more like ideas that came from it like for the bingo card too of okay who's Uh gonna you know do four or five ads of the same thing like I mean that's now a new contender which is absolutely crazy I saw this hilarious tweet x post Mm -hmm. I know we still are up in the air what to even call that (laughs) in 2024 but it was saying something, okay, the emergency Monday marketing meeting where the marketing team is yelling at the, you know, the Timu ad team for why did you wire $80 million instead of $8 million for the Super Bowl? Because they had so many different ads, which I think is so funny. Yeah. That, like, again, I never would have guessed Timu, too. I was, that was one I was like, okay. And again, like you said, how many they had was just like, whoa, what is your, what is your marketing budget? Mm-hmm. Another one, another one I did not see coming. I, and I'm going to say it. Harmony can edit it out if, if we're like, oof. But the Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus also, that one was where I was like, because there was two, I think, of Jesus. And I was just like, okay. okay. Yeah, there were definitely multiple. Um, no, I think that was really interesting. and. Also, um, you know, the political ad for, um, mm. for RFK, Kennedy. For, mm-hmm. yeah, for running as an independent, of course, we're in an election year. And I think that's just a, a big conversation as we get closer to middle to end of the year. It's definitely going to ramp up. But that was really interesting. Um, but I also, I don't know that I'm necessarily shocked about it. It seems very timely for the event. Yes. And we, and you and I both, I think we both kind of did make that prediction where we were like somebody, to me, like we, we said somebody, there would be a political ad campaign. I think Mm -hmm. you and I both might've thought a company was going to go that route. But again, like you said, it, it smart on his part like again it is timely i did read an article though he actually got he actually got backlash from his own family where i was just like oh interesting oh okay yeah again we can talk about that quote like on our election episode but yeah yeah and then i'm trying to think let me okay i'm gonna ask you i feel like i already did ask you this but for our audience what were some of your favorite ads Oh, yes. Okay. So I, I have quite a few because I don't Mm -hmm, know. I just loved, I love so many and I love them all for different reasons. I think it's when I think about my favorite Instagram or TikTok accounts or even creators, I love them for different reasons. So I really loved Elf's Judge Beauty. I think that one was so fun. I, 
I don't know why, but as a kid, I loved watching Judge Judy on TV. Any of those, like, maybe it's just those middle of the day, like, TV shows. I also love a Suits collab. Suits, I might have binged that, like, three or four times. And, of course, the most recent time yes. when, you know, it just hit popularity. But I love that Suits is back in every – it's so fascinating to see new – I don't even know if you can say new generations, but new audiences watching Suits. It's so fun to see them. I'm that new. I'm, I just started. So I just started binging that last year. Okay. When it Like when it resurged. But I, I recall. So I actually did watch it when it was actually on air. Mm-hmm. But I forget when it came out because I think I was in college. Like we would have been in college. It was a while. Yeah. Yeah. Was, and yeah. so like it was just like – um. Because Meghan Markle um, was a Kappa Kappa Gamma at Northwestern, and I was a Kappa Kappa Gamma at Loyola. So, like, to mm-hmm. me, and of course, so, like, the year she became a princess or whatever, like, we were like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of dropped off. And then I don't know what – I again, it might have done with been Netflix, you know, like, how they researched it, like, changing the covers and just, like, really pushing it down, like, you know – Mm-hmm. putting it on my screen that made me binge it where I'm like I just love I yeah. love Mike and I love um what's his face Harvey so yeah anyways yeah. yes yes yeah. <laughs> yeah no I I love that one I thought it was so so good and yet another recent instance where we talked about you know elf beauty with their product placement in mean girls but i have to say their marketing team is working in overtime and i'm here Mm -hmm. for just really like talking things through and i think they really played it well with you know leaning into with you know lewis lit being you know with his boss Jessica Pearson and she's spending too much money on makeup and so it really ties into you know why people switch over to elf beauty and of course highlighting the foundation which as we all know is a dupe for a much expensive uh much more expensive foundation so I thought that was really played well I think sometimes ads go a little too much in one direction so I loved that one a few other ones um that I also liked as well. I I really liked the Dun Kings uh, for Duncan. Um, I thought that one was really good. Again, playing into just that general sense of okay, playing into you know J Lo and you know Ben's relationship and you know okay yeah another ad with Tom Brady. I feel like that was to be expected. Um, but just so fun, like leaning into like, you know, with Matt Damon as well, all the Boston boys and their love for Duncan, (laughs) like, hello, we all know that that is correlated into that. So I thought that was really funny. I thought the overall ad was definitely a little silly, like leaning into them being in their little band, but it, it was memorable. And I think that's what makes a really great Super Bowl ad is not necessarily not necessarily the celebrity. I think sometimes that can help. Um, but, you know, the memorability of the ad itself, um, which I think really goes a long way. So I think that's why I really liked Elf's Judge Beauty, like Dun King's. Of course, I love T-Mobile. They played into Suits as well. So I thought that was awesome. I'm like, look at Harvey and Mike, like, working in overtime. <laughs> I love that. Um, how, also, how fun. Like, I, I feel like them getting the call where, like, the, 
they got the calls that they were going to be multiple Super Bowl ads together where it's like that had to be so much fun like to like tap into those characters again yep I love it yeah I agree yeah yeah so many so many fun ads I know we'll we'll keep talking through but Madeline what were what what was your favorite and then some of your other favorite ads oh I agree with you the judge beauty one because um I bringing it into the social media um world one of I don't know if you follow her um now I can't remember her name but she has a podcast like glossy uh if I remember it I'll let you guys know but she was in the ad too like they called her um she's a beauty editor so like she's a beauty editor and they um so she was in it in the longer version of the ad and so it was cool for her to like share the like me watching her on her socials like she shared behind the scenes of the making of it so like that was so fun for me to also see like both both sides um obviously I really liked Dove that was um my prediction of being the first one and it was like one of the first but it was not the first yeah yeah it was like what three I think it was like yeah yeah and um I think I just I have a soft spot for Dove too just like their move I think their their marketing has always kind of been forward thinking especially with like all bodies like I feel like they were the first whereas like all bodies are beautiful like that campaign Mm -hmm. um but I would I'm gonna say and I think it's because it was memorable to me was Google Google it made me like I I I love I'm I'm so like I'm such an emotional like sob like I like they know how to touch up my my heartstrings but also if you guys have been I feel like I've said this on the podcast or maybe it's just been in conversations with Jessica on the side but I have for the past couple of years been like I kind of want to try out Google Google's Pixel because just I hear so many great things about their camera and I'm just like how can I get attention of the Google team to provide a phone for me to test out create content but like for free yeah Yeah, (laughs) like how do I do that yeah we need need work phones I mean yeah right and yeah. I think it I honestly think about it these these phone companies I mean that would be great to work with social media managers hey maybe this is a, a Super Bowl ad for next year listeners <laughs> where it's like let us let us Jessica and I send us the phones like because I really want a flip phone too like <laughs> I just want it for the nostalgia I really do yeah. but I I want to test out the different cameras because obviously I am an Apple girly but I also am not naive where it's like I do know that there are better um, camera, like phone cameras out there. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but I really, again, where I just, and again, if you guys have been following me, you know that accessibility. I did my entire senior capstone project on the lack of um, representation for the disability community. And just that's very important to me. Um, yeah. So it just, it really, like, I applaud them because that is very much a thing out there where and I think that plays into alt text I think it did a beautiful job where I feel like a lot of business owners actually don't understand alt text where it's like this is why like why it's so important on your website why it's so important on your social media like to have Mm -hmm. alt text so that it's read out to people so 
Yeah. And I, I know we're going to talk about other ones too, because I definitely want to, we'll definitely spend a lot of time on Verizon's with Beyonce. So, <laughs> and yeah. 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 No, I, I loved Google. I loved Google's ad. I thought they did such a really great job of, I mean, talk about, you know, I think the other thing I want to talk about it as well is, you know, we hear so much right now and it's, it's not a new term by any means, but how storytelling is so impactful in marketing Mm -hmm. and it always Mm -hmm. has been, and it always will be right with all of the new tools and tech and AI, nothing beats great storytelling because we're all humans by nature and we're great storytellers and we love to hear stories ourselves and to consume them. And so I think Google did a really great job really pulling to that emotion. But I just, I felt like it, while watching that ad, just the pure joy of that user of the phone to be able to capture all of those really big, important life moments uh, through the camera. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really, really beautifully done. Um, and I think the other the other ad that I can't remember the specific name for the organization, but again, I think somewhat of a political mo- uh, move in a campaign with, of course, what's going on in today's world um, mm-hmm. with everything mm-hmm. in Israel. But it was the simple ad and it was with the mom and the child like leaving and there was, you know, um, something hateful written on the the garage door and of course you know the mom is shielding the child from seeing it and then of course the neighbor looks over they get home from end of the work day you know pick up the kid from school and then all of a sudden there's nothing on the garage door and you know she realizes like what had happened when she looks over at her neighbor and just sees white paint on which is the color of the garage door (laughs) on his work boots and he just kind of does like a nod of you know like yeah I've, I've got you, you know, and it, it's, again, sometimes the most subtle and beautiful things that happen in ads and just in content in general. I think you can you can definitely say a lot without saying a lot. And I think that can go into social media content. I think that can go, of course, into like an ad like that. But I thought that that was also beautifully done. Great, great storytelling and just great emotion from a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I can't remember who it was though, but I I remember that one too. Yeah, now I have to look it up. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will have to we'll have to look it we up. Apologize. We applaud you though. <laughs> but it was it was great. Well, definitely we can link to some resources for because there's tons of yeah. different articles who are <laughs> writing on all of the Super Bowl ads. We can definitely link those in the show notes and over on social media. So that's helpful. And of course, excited to hear from everyone else who listens to the podcast. Let us know in the Facebook group on our thread posted, you know, here on Monday, what your favorite ad was. Because I think that's what's so fun about Super Bowl ads is they connect because they are, you know, they're they're marketing to so many different people, um, which I think is really fun. And of course, I know there was a lot of influence with Super Bowl ads and just to be honest, I guess now the Super Bowl in football, um, thanks to Miss Taylor. So I think that that <laughs> really was shown in a lot of the brands that were advertising during, mm-hmm. during like Poppy. the game as well. I, that- I know Poppy was both one of your and I's favorite. First of all, I love Poppy in general. Um, Yeah. So, I love Poppy. 
Yeah, I thought Again, that, that shame- was... shameless plug. If they want to, you know, sponsor, like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, we need. A, I love we need, you. We need a fridge full of Poppy for sure. But yeah, really cool <laughs> to see a brand, you know, a brand like that, um, make a great Super Bowl ad, which I think goes such a long way. Um, I think also too, you know, just the the ads in general, they definitely all had a big theme in terms of you know really and it's always it's always the case but it was really interesting because there were so many celebrities in so many mm-hmm. different ads that i always like i would love to be a part or just know those conversations between like you know brands and the agents of the celebrities when they're invited <laughs> into these opportunities because for example I think the first ad, of course, was Wicked. I think, I'm looking at my notes now, the second was M&M's. And then, of course, Scarlett Johansson was in that ad. And then I think Dove was the third ad. And so I thought that was so interesting, you know, including different and random, um, you know, celebrities in ads, which I always think. And then the other one that sticks out in my head as well, it's because it's, it, it always comes down to just, okay, the Dunkings ad made sense. Those were all, you know, known Boston proud and, you know, uh, celebrities. And so that made sense for that in terms of, you know, Duncan and just, you know, how, you know, Boston, you know, America runs on Duncan, but Boston for sure <laughs> runs on, mm-hmm. runs mm-hmm. on Duncan. It's just a known, a known thing. Um, but there was the ad with Messi and I believe it was Michelob Ultra. And so, yes. so yes. like, if you're telling me that when Messi goes out to some place, like he's ordering a Michelob Ultra, I would just love to know, is that really what's happening? Or was that a big payday? I thought the ad was great. Of course it had, was it Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso, which I'm like, mm-hmm. I love yeah. this football <laughs> crossover, um, you know, all around. But then when I connect it to um, Michelob Ultra, I thought that that was really interesting just in kind of connecting all of those, all of those dots. Brennan thought it was funny because when I was watching that one, I was like, that's messy, right? And he's like, how do you, because like we're, we don't you're gonna laugh because we don't watch soccer but i was like um because he has like the most instagram followers after i think selena gomez he was like how do you know this i was like because these are the things that live rent free in my my mind yeah babe yeah yeah that's a common knowledge of a social media. and i was like he's not and i was also like he's also not that bad looking either but mm-hmm. <laughs> but mainly yeah. i'm like i'm like paying attention to his his social media presence and he's like that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah no that's no that's so true and so funny but yeah it's interesting to see the different um the different crossovers that happen in terms of um in terms of different ads and just different celebrities who come into them but yeah I think overall I think the ads were great I know there was a lot of brands that were advertising for the first time which I think is probably really exciting for them right Poppy of course being one of them they're a newer newer brand um I believe is it Starry it's the uh lemon yeah yeah first time for them as well which of course exciting for um for new advertisers yeah oh yeah oh right Ice Spice was in the Sorry, yeah, too. Yep, and of course, in Taylor's on sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, okay. What did you? What we? Ha- I don't think we've talked about this yet. Um, the halftime show. What did you think of the halftime show? 
I I really liked it. I'm a I'm a big fan of Usher. Yes. Last year, last year Ryan and I were in Vegas. Ryan was there for a work conference, and I was relatively close in Texas for a work conference. So of course I'm gonna hop over to Vegas, and it was my first ever time there. And we stayed at the Park MGM, which is where Usher has his residency. And looking back, I'm like, man, I wish like we had more time because that would have definitely been an awesome concert to go to. And I, I have again, that was my first time in Vegas, so I haven't been to a residency in Vegas. Ugh. But like, I need we'll to. We'll go together. We'll go. Like, I, I yeah. honestly love Vegas. Like, and not like again, where I feel like we are kindred spirits too, where it's like when I go to Vegas and I've been a few times with my sister, like I went for my 21st birthday with my sister and brother-in-law and same with my sister's 30th birthday and how we do Vegas is very much like go and like lay by the pools. Like, okay, we'll that's go, like, we'll like, we'll play some blackjack, but really like get good drinks, good food. Like that's mm-hmm. my speed of like Vegas, right. but um, I've never been to a show and I really want to go to a show yeah um but I love that you loved it too because I was just like it I again my sister's five and a half years older I think on the first podcast I mentioned my sister I I said mm-hmm. six years and she like texted me and was like can you let people know it's five and a half yeah so she's probably laughing I'm correcting the audience right now guys five and a half yeah but anyways um I obviously with that I grew up with I'll never forget like confessions when confessions came out. Obviously, I had no idea like what the entire album even meant, like right, whatever. Right. But it was just they Don't were bops. Yep. Yes. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've been listening to his new album like all week, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I think A Town Girl is like. I'm just like, okay, okay, Usher, like let's. Mm-hmm. It's like a bop. I'm like, yes. And yeah. all the and all the other artists that he brought on. Obviously, I'm heartbroken. I know you were too. Um, that Justin wasn't there. Like I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. I know. I thought. Ugh. I really thought it was going to happen I you know I trusted all of the TikTok videos as we do and I really thought it was going to happen but I thought it was a great performance I know you know again so many people are watching the Super Bowl I I really think and to be honest I know this is probably not the most popular opinion I really think like previous the most previous Super Bowl halftime shows I think they've been great like Mm -hmm. I loved Mm -hmm. Rihanna, you know, I I've Ugh. loved all of the Super Bowl shows. I haven't felt like one way or another. I feel like, you know, maybe like early 2000s, which I can't even tell you if I even watched the Super Bowl like when <laughs> I was that young, like maybe those would have been shows that I wouldn't have loved. But, you know, again, it's all about perspective and time, right? You know, performances have changed in that's 20 plus mm-hmm. years. So, I always think it's really great. I I always think it's exciting to see what that artist is going to do and I'm definitely I'm I'm not a singer or a dancer but I love to see the creativity maybe just being a creative of how they put on the show and how you know they you know do the wardrobe and the styling and how you know the set is set up and so I think that that's always really fun and I I loved I think every song that Usher sang was great I love that he brought everyone out on stage that he did and you know I thought it was I thought it was great you know you can't 
you can't please everyone with, you know, content that you do, even with stuff that you that you post as a social media manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything is going to do great, you know, and too, sometimes things go viral for really positive reasons and sometimes they go viral for negative reasons, too. And so I think that's maybe like a lesson from this the halftime show is that not everyone's going to be happy. But hey, the people who are really happy, they like like us, we we loved it. And now we're like binging, <laughs> binging um, all of his music like crazy, which I think is is super fun. And, you know, but I think the in, in my opinion, I think also for you as well, Madeline, I think the artist who really stole the show and again, not not Taylor, of course, she was there paying her respects uh, for Travis and supporting him as she has been. And so that was awesome. But I mean, Beyonce, like, stays breaking oh during the Super Bowl. And like, the whole, like, the playing on of the breaking the internet, because like, oh my, I would never have thought it, like, Verizon, but the more I think about it, I'm like, that does make sense. And mm-hmm. just... It go- I, I'm putting this in my book as my second favorite um, ad com- Super Bowl ad commercial of all time. The first still being the dunking in the dark. And we I mm-hmm. think I touched on this on one of our previous episodes because yeah. it like their social media managers were their weight, like they saw the they saw the opportunity and went after it. Yeah. And with Beyonce and now like people instantly went to her Instagram to see that she was bringing out new albums and not only new music, but like a country album. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. And like it, like already where I, I've, I've started to see some of the funny TikToks where people are like, I don't know, Bay, if we can get behind this. And then they like start to listen to the album. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. This, this is a country we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's so good. It's always I love I love ads that are really memorable and ads that are just very self-aware in themselves mm-hmm. of what's happening. I think that that's great for you know, of course, for commercials during the Super Bowl. I think it's also great for paid ads and just social media content and how you're marketing your business. I think that that just goes such a long way with, you know, kind of taking into account like the impact that you have like on you know like obviously Beyonce like Beyonce impact on society and so kind of knowing like what happens and taking it and running it and just really controlling the narrative I think is the takeaway from that and how can we spin this and make this beneficial for you know Queen Bee which I think goes Mm -hmm. such a long way the other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on as well because you you mentioned, um, you know, loving like the longer version of like a couple of the um, Super Bowl commercials. And I think that's such a, you know, of course, I think it was what, $7 million for a 30 second ad slot during the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl, which I'm like, okay, I hope it's to just... one day understand what yeah. that means in terms of money. I hope that for all of us, we're sprinkling that abundance to everyone. Um I would also like it would be so cool to work with a brand who is spending um, Mm -hmm. that much money on a 30 second ad slot, you know, calling that into existence as well. Um, But I love the, you know, the activations that all of these brands are doing during the Super Bowl, right? You know, they're uh, for example, um, you know, State Farm with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their campaign. with, with uh, Schwarzenegger, um, yes, yes. Thank yeah. you for saying it, so I don't. Yeah, 
Um, but you know, of course, I can I can't remember specifically what the website is, but if you if you guys Google it, you'll see it. You know, but they're going and they have like a little mini movie that they created, of course, produced. And I'm sure that is a pretty penny in uh-huh. itself to get him and to produce it and all of that. Um, but th- you know, that being said, you know, think about. Of course, we we all listening are probably not managing, you know, social media accounts with these big budgets for, you know, 30 second ad slots. But how can you leverage a longer version of a TikTok or a reel and tie it back into your brand experience for people? Because that to me is also what a Super Bowl commercial is. It's all about the experience of the brand and whether we're watching it or feeling it emotionally, like we're experiencing that brand in one way or another. And then, of course, when we're, you know, going to make a decision of, okay, what beer are we going to reach for at a bar or we're down the candy aisle? Okay, let's get the M&Ms with the new filling or, you know, I can't even remember what was in that commercial, but I remember it was something. So I'm going to go probably outside of the regular M&M next time. Um but think about those like longer versions that you can share of of a video, right? And it could be taking a really great TikTok or reel that you made and okay, share the rest of it to your email list. You know, incentivize yeah. people to get to your website or your email Blog. or to your social platform. Yeah. 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 No, I lo- I love that you just said that. Because that's actually something that I've been thinking of a lot about lately. Um, just because I think I'm I I'm starting to write some blogs for the social um edit, right? The social the edit. So yep. or savvy edit, yeah. And just like I think about that because it's helping me again, this is stuff I already knew, but it's like again lighting the fire under my own booty to <laughs> um turn like a lot of these blog posts into even like a real series too, where the, again, I think series, mm-hmm. real or TikTok series are amazing. Um, and I have to make one comment about the candy though. I'm not going to lie to you. The nerd candy one made me like, I have been craving that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know why, but like, I was just like, I really want, the, cause I like gummy candy in general. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want this. So anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. But and also like such a really um like a really fun like commercial cuz I know when it like first started I was like what? what? <laughs> like is this a new movie cuz I think it yeah. slowly came after like John Krasinski's new movie that also like looks fun. I don't know even uh-huh. specifically what it's called, but I was like, wait, what is this? Is this like a new kind of animated character movie or something? And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, like so fun. So, and then of course, uh, it was what, Addison Ray? Right. Was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. In Which it. I feel like, I feel like that was very, again, because tar- back to the celebrities too, because again, some of them, I think it made sense. Others, you're kind of like, do you understand who the target market Or like, mm-hmm. you clearly have a different target audience member in mind than I do but Mm -hmm. with the nerds I was like that makes sense that that adds up yeah I agree yeah no I think that that is was really fun and I think the other thing to that I wanted to touch on as well um around all things Super Bowl and Madeline and I are like huge fans of huge supporters <laughs> like we all probably listening are we love girl boss town on tiktok robin who's always sharing her pr predictions and 
how cool that she shared, and I think we talked about this, a series of, you know, sharing an ad every day until a brand takes her to the Super Bowl. And it happened. Mm-hmm. It happened. All from her posting her ideas. And, you know, I think the other thing I love is she posts original content. She, mm-hmm. it's it's simple. It's an ad. It's an idea. It's something with her PR mind. And it was Instacart who brought her to the Super Bowl, which I thought was really cool. I'm not going to lie, though, Madeline. I saw she posted a story teasing it, and she didn't say what the brand was. She was like, go, like, figure it out. And there were a lot of false comments on who the brand was. And at first, it was like, it was Adidas. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to send this to Madeline. Like, of course, if if you know, you know. And then I was like, Oh, that makes it oh but it wasn't I was like dang it that was almost gonna be super full circle I'm like how do I make this about us but you know <laughs> um, um but, but speaking of Adidas though too um Blake Lively's outfit I was living for it where I was just like and I kept looking at okay here's another I think this was a missed opportunity I completely forgot I had this this thought and I'm glad we this somehow this is organic and came mm-hmm. up Again, guys, we can't make this up. Like this is this is our Zoom calls coming full full circle here. But um, I kept looking at Adidas to see if their um team, like their social media team, would have hopped on that. Like she like was this stunning, beautiful human being mm-hmm. in this retro Adidas outfit with I forget. I just saw a TikTok and it said. I want to say it was close to a million dollars in Tiffany's, like her jewelry, like they were like, and I was just like, okay, queen, like, that's how that is how you accessorize an athleisure outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But again, they so I kept looking and nope, nobody. And I get it. I, I understand like working like I understand why they like you have to actually get a lot of approval but yeah. i was like uh if they if the reins were to have like been off mm-hmm. and they just went for it, i'm like oh that could have been good that could have been so good yeah i agree no i agree no i i i loved her everything about her outfit i think was so spot on i think everyone in the suite was really really dressed well and just like I don't know, just really, I th- even everyone that I saw who was going to the Super Bowl, I think it was so fun. It's so fun how it's, you know, it's kind of turning into like a really big deal. I mean, it's kind of giving, I mean, not exactly, but like on its way to Met Gala, like, but mm-hmm. in a edition. So I thought yes. that, that that was fun. Um, On Blake Lively, I know this is I'm really like throwing it out. I'm keeping on Blake Lively. So I'm on that, that point. Um, But Um, My husband and I used to live in Hoboken, New Jersey, and there is a bakery in Hoboken, New Jersey that I actually think when they first opened, they have a bakery, coffee shop, and so, but they do these really big jumbo cinnamon rolls. And I can't remember, I think they opened a year or two before um, COVID and 2020 happened, but it was always like a thing, like on Saturday morning to line up. They would do like a 
you know, a certain batch of these cinnamon rolls and people would line up. And this was just a thing kind of in, in Hoboken, like for like a bagel shop, a coffee shop, pizza shop, like again, city. So super small stores to get into, like no one can really fit in, but, you know, having a line down the road and it's kind of that invisible influence, right? Oh, I see other people doing it. Let me see what's up. Let me line up. So they did a collab, which I love. They did a collab with these sisters who create content in New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, like the tri-state area, just in their food creators. They share where to eat, recipes, fun things. And so they did a collab with them on a specific cinnamon roll. And it's like a blueberry pie cinnamon oh, roll. Yum. Like, Oh my gosh, yum. Sounds, sounds amazing. And so Blake Lively is also in Hoboken because she's filming the Colleen <gasps> Hoover movie. Um, is I didn't it, know it, that's where they were filming it. Yes. So it's filming oh. there. And so she is there. And so she posted on her stories you know, I don't know if she specifically was the one who waited in line for it, if she reached out, her people reached out, or someone on her team went and grabbed them, but she posted it on her stories and was like, this cinnamon roll is absolutely amazing. So of course, in true tradition, the line is even longer for people who want these cinnamon rolls that Blake Lively loves, um, you know, and is is posting about, um, and I think Ryan Reynolds, you know, her husband also posted about them as well, just in how cool it was. And then anyway, so I saw they extended the collab for even longer, which is really cool. Just opportunity for creator and small business too. And also small business needing to hire more bakers for these cinnamon rolls to keep up with the demand. So I'm just like, you know, we talk so much about, and as we should, right, there's so many things that come from social media that sometimes aren't the best and things to keep up. But I'm like, you know, this is one of those really cool, fun stories that is like social media has made a great impact on a small business that affects so many people, right? The owners, their family, the people who work there, the content creator they collabed with, their family. So, so, so cool. Again, really, really cool off-topic Super Bowl thing, but we talked about Blake, so I had to just No, and I just want to say one thing about Blake, too, is I've noticed this from the beginning, because I feel like I've followed Blake since, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants kind of thing, like, her socials, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, on and off, like, on and off, but I will say one thing is she has always understood the assignment if we all remember that sound like she understood the assignment of she's all i've always seen her tag like her nail people i've always seen her tag the i'm obsessed with her jewelry like i want to just have her entire jewelry collection because she always has the coolest rings necklaces like the girl knows how to accessorize and i Mm -hmm. when i tell you i have followed every single jewelry company that she has again Mm-hmm. not in my budget but one day it will be and like i will let you all know that mm-hmm. blake also ordered like i'll be like i finally got my blake jewelry okay but um i just love that because she's i feel like she's always like seriously like she understands her like her like having that power that she can help a small business out and like i love when celebrities do that you know mm-hmm. where it's just like without them ha- like the small company because yeah like you as a small business could pitch to them but when it is like and again jessica and i this is this is a social media's dream would be like if we were kind of like the chase the the coffee shop 
Mm-hmm. And Chase Stokes episode I was talking about where it's just like that would be Jessica and I's dream, all of our dreams, you know, as social media managers to just be like, oh, my gosh, well, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No. So, yeah. so cool. No, no I love so that. Cool. No, I love the collaboration in that. So, so, yeah, I thought that was so cool and um, really cool just when celebrities are tagging and collaborating and just giving giving credit I mean it's sometimes it's those really simple things of okay geotag and hashtag Mm -hmm. and tag brands and all these things and I know there's certain industries that do a really really great job of doing it but then I think sometimes it just gets missed and you know a little thing goes a long way especially with someone who has big impact like Blake Lively which I think is is so fun. Well, Madeline, before we dive into our segments, I know we're kind of doing a flipped episode. We did like our topic first and then we're doing segments. So stay tuned for those because we have some really cool things to chat through. Is there any final thoughts that you had around Super Bowl ads, all those things before we dive in? No, I nope. I think I I said my piece. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I'll kick us off for our first segment, which is the water cooler. And so this post was submitted inside of our Facebook community. If you haven't joined yet, join at hashtag managed collective on Facebook. It's 100% free to join. And so this person said, does anyone else struggle with defining your job title? I create edit content, but I'm not a content creator in the sense I'm standing in front of the camera for my clients. I manage a posting schedule and analytics, but I'm not a manager in the sense that I'm handling customer service or follower interaction. What do you call yourself? Am I overthinking it? I just want to start off by saying this is something that lives rent free in our heads as social media managers because we do so many things. And there are so many titles. I mean, alone mentioned here, you know, social media manager, um, content creator, there's social media strategist, there's social media analyst, social media marketer, there are community manager, there are so many different titles. And even beyond that, there's different levels of Okay, you can be a director of, you can be, uh, you know, there's so many. So when it comes to thinking of your title, always think of it in the sense of what is the title that you want to claim? Because yeah, we can all claim them. I think that's really cool about one, being an entrepreneur, also being a freelancer, that you can kind of self-title. What is the title that you want to claim? What embodies the work that you want to do? You know, I think in my opinion, you are creating content. I think there's a lot of uses for the content creator role where you can be creating UGC content, you know, you can be creating content in another sense. So never feel like you have to downplay or mistitle or kind of change titles around. But think about something that really embodies like what you want. So Madeline, do you have any thoughts around job titles? what to say how to classify ourselves um I everything Jessica said I completely agree with because I personally like the term social media marketer in Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's very general and gives you more power to 
because we talked we talked last week about niching, and I feel like even in the social media marketing world, sometimes you like there are people who specialize in Instagram, there are people who specialize in LinkedIn, Pinterest, all of the above, and not every social media manager is going to do um, analytics or strategy, like, and mm-hmm. that's why I, where I've struggled with it because to me. I do it all, but then I kind of find myself struggling with um, boundaries. Mm -hmm. But one thing I want to say to everybody is I don't think enough people realize how new social media marketing is as a career. And I think that's where a lot of confusion comes into play. And what I mean by this is obviously I I like do social media marketing in my business. Like I am the buzzing blonde, but you guys also know that I have done social media for companies as well. Like I've done the corporate, I've done the freelance and something that I have found is these bigger corporations and even small businesses have no idea what we do, what a social media marketer does. So what they do, this is again, what I think is that a big company, you know, when they're posting on LinkedIn, they do their quick Google search. And if you were to actually Google, like, what does a social media manager do? Guarantee you guys, you're going to find all different types of descriptions. Yes, there will be generic, but You also have to think about these companies' budgets and just all the those other little things. But that's where the confusion comes, and that is where I think we get the whole well, a social media manager can do does it all. Like, and you'll get these these clients and bosses even who are like, Nope, that's under your job description. To which I would tell you guys, if you find yourself doing things that are, are are outside of your job description, that is when you need to sit down and be like, this is out of my scope. And also, like, I'm more than happy to do this, but, like, let's put your money where your mouth is kind of thing mm-hmm. because you should be getting paid your worth. And yep. then the second thing is these smaller companies. So, you know, if, for – those of you who are just getting started, you know, trying to find these clients or clients are finding you, they're most likely going on LinkedIn, looking at what bigger companies are saying and wanting wanting the youngest kid in the room to do all of that because they know they can get them for cheap. And like that is what makes my blood boil because I'm just like, so you want, and I know for Jessica and I, again, we're the first social media website or site came out in 1996. I was born in 1994. I forget what year you were. I think, are you younger than 95? So, okay. That gives you guys perspective. Like Jessica and I are like growing up, like we, we are growing up with social media and, um, where I'm going with this is just, again, where it's like, I think, I think the job descriptions are going to change and evolve because again, social media is constantly evolving, you know, where it's like, that's the, probably the downside of what we do, you know, where it's like, but again, it comes back to educating these people. And the last thing I want to say is to those of you who are still like working a nine to five or like wanting to do social media marketing in a nine to five, let's say 
you go on LinkedIn and find a job that you check all the boxes off, but the title doesn't match with the title that you have per, like had in the past at another company or even that you yourself have, that's okay. Just change the, like, it, I know it stinks, but like, just change that, that to be the title on your resume. They aren't going to know, like literally your skill set. like that's what matters. So, and that's something that I, I even had to ask my sister where I was like, is that okay? Like, cause you, majority of people honestly lie on their resumes. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to know. And, and my sister, no, they're not like, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. So consider me being your like big sister. If you're listening mm-hmm. where it's like, just change, just change the title. It is annoying because you're going to have like how many resumes, but right. I promise you it will, it will be more beneficial for you. And mm-hmm. same with like, same with look at those job or the role descriptions on LinkedIn and again, match it like cha- you might need to change some of your bullet points, but mm-hmm. I hope that helps. Like again, cause I, I, there's two perspectives here and I think it has to do with like the corporate social media girlies and guys, and then like the freelancers yeah. girlies and guys. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I think that's spot on advice and just to, yeah, consider, you know, do the research. Go mm-hmm. look at those, you know, big brands, those dream brands that maybe you'd love to work with in the future, but just to see what they're hiring because every brand in business is hiring at different levels and especially in organic social media, you know, content creation, strategy, being an analyst. So there's a lot of different things to look at. It's also great to look at a lot of brands depending on where they're where they're at, there are certain states now which certainly was not the case when I was, um, you know, post-grad looking for a job where they offer um, wage transparency. I would have loved mm, to know mm-hmm, a lot of different mm-hmm. a lot of different prices and, you know, hourly rates or salaries, depending on what the role is. And so I, I love that most brands are being very open with that. Um, and I, of course, I think LinkedIn is a great place to go look at the company. And of course, you can see and connect with so many other people that are working at that company as well. So yeah, take that into consideration when it comes to, you know, figuring out how to title yourself. It can, same with the niche. I know we kind of gave that, um, that little permission slip as well, but you know, it can change. It can change all the time. And, you know, I think the title is important to us. It's important to us to be able to be, you know, kind of take into account the work that we bring and the value that we bring and to Madeline's point as well to make sure that we're being compensated properly for the work that we're doing. And I think, you know, titles are always helpful when it comes to finding new opportunities. So working with new clients, finding a new corporate job, um, doing some sort of opportunity or collaboration, that that's where the title is going to make the most sense. So I think Madeline's advice on that was spot on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, moving on to our next segment, show me the numbers, which has, you know, turned into a later, we love you, please sponsor (laughs) us segment of the show, which, you know, maybe we just need to ask for things. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that was what we said was one of our goals for 2024. So, you know, we're working on it just so, you know, you, I think one thing, right, when you're always working on like your own marketing, your own branding, your own website, like, I know, like Madeline knows, like we get it. It takes time. So we're, we're working on it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for, 
for hashtag manage, but that's okay. Always a work in progress. So to continue on our trend, and I hope later keeps supplying us with some great data to keep this segment rolling. Uh, but of course, we always have, there's so many numbers when it comes to, you know, social media marketing analytics that we can dive from. But um, this has been a fan favorite so far. So to keep on that, later shared the best time to post on Facebook in 2024. And actually, you know, I think I I think I agree with this. It's a very big time frame, I'm not going to lie, but I agree with the first half of the time frame. So later found that the best time to post on Facebook is between the hours of 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So Facebook, of course, is located in California. So that's probably why that data is reported in that time zone. Um, so I, I think I agree for that in the most part. I think, you know, like every platform, it always comes down to our audience. How are they consuming content on Facebook? And also, you know, what are you using Facebook for? Is it for, you know, your business page? Is it the Facebook group, like our, the group that we have? Is it your personal Facebook? I know Facebook is used by so many different demographics, which I think makes it really unique. Um, and of course, it's been around for a really long time, but everyone uses it in different ways. So I think our same advice can really apply here. Do you agree, Madeline? Yeah. And something that I, when I was going through the article too, I was laughing at their um, um, screenshots that they shared and it looks like um, like an Excel and it just like... <laughs> I, I it just reminds me I don't know if you like I still use Excel sheets or like Google sheets you know for some things but like my how I track analytics now has has changed so like me seeing that though I was like oh my gosh that's like it it took me down memory lane of like when I first started how like mm -hmm. recording those type of metrics like I just I it made me giggle yeah no I love that no I thought that I, I feel like all of these articles around Instagram and TikTok and now Facebook were all definitely written in different ways, which I think is so mm -hmm. funny because, of course, Facebook is often that afterthought of a platform. I know selfishly, I love it for Facebook groups. I mean, I think we have a great group ourselves. And so that's my favorite and really the only reason I really go on Facebook um, if I need to, you know, kind of do... Um, some community management and engagement over there. That's really groups are the only place I'm leaning into. So I thought it was funny. It felt like felt like the article was kind of an afterthought, like Facebook pages are. <laughs> but Facebook pages are Facebook pages, personal profiles, um, Facebook groups are definitely not dead. So I just again. No. Really funny. So I agree, Madeline, to that point as well. Um, but yeah, just consider consider the platform, consider your audience, and you know, kind of check your own data and cross check it with the data that later has in their reports because I think that's where you know you can kind of really build out a great um, strategy just to test things. You know, always be testing if that can be. You know, I always joke. Madeline and I have joked like what our merch would say and I feel like we don't know it's we've got to let it come really organically um I feel like if I sat down and actually like thought through some sayings I would probably suggest something super silly like always be testing like I would have like yeah. a hat it says ABT and people are like oh my gosh like where is that like <laughs> ABT I've, I haven't heard of that place and it's like oh you haven't <laughs> yes it's like uh no it's just us like nerdy marketers like yeah. this is me this is what we think about. <laughs> Our acronyms are 
our yeah. own lingo. <laughs> right. We have like uh, sweatshirts that say ROI across the yeah. front. <laughs> yes. Like sweatpants that say KPI. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll definitely come up with some things that are a little bit better in the future. They definitely have to come organically. Uh, yes. But for now, moving on to our final segment of the show, and you know, kind of our, our final little bit of the show, because we did our topic and mm-hmm. discussion first. Uh, but I think this segment is, I don't know if I'm allowed to pick favorites, but I love this one because I'm always excited to see what Madeline's going to bring and what I'll talk about. It's always fun to see, like, even though we are so similar, sometimes we don't have the same feeds and we mm-hmm. bring different things. So I think that is so fun about social media. So what is all over my feed and is is all over my feed and I actually have never, I've never bought anything from Road. Which Mm -mm. is so funny because I just get shown so much content from Road. Maybe because I buy from a lot of their competitors. So, (laughs) Um, but Haley Bieber teased a new Road lip gloss holder phone case. So she has her peptide lip gloss. um, You know the whole glazed donut, glazed makeup look that she has, and so it's a phone case that can fit perfectly the Road lip gloss. And I just think that. One is so funny and timely. Last week, we talked about the lipstick theory. So I'm like, okay, of course, let's get a phone case holder to really play into that. Um, Also, I think it's funny. I have like a suction cup on the back of my phone to where I can prop it up to, yeah, to, you know, if I'm, you know. Wait, is it this? Wait, is it this like this? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's it's like very similar. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Um, you know, I have that to, you know, kind of stick on to like a mirror or anything. It's really, really great. I've actually been like, if I've been going to the gym, I've been taking, um, I've been taking like my AirPods case and I just stick it to the back, which is probably have, because I'm always working out in leggings. I have no Mm -hmm. pockets. Um, I could probably bring like a a bag. I have plenty of bags I could bring, but no, I just <laughs> stick it to the back. Um, and so if I've been if I'm going somewhere else, like running errands, and maybe I don't want a bag, or if I have like a small belt bag or something, and maybe I can't fit my lip balm in it, or honestly, it's just more fun that way. I've just been sticking it to the back of <laughs> my phone. So I'm like, Haley Bieber, I think this idea is not new. I've thought about this, and I've been sticking it to my suction cup, um, but. I just think it's so funny, and I think it's funny that we neither of us have tried any road product. And I, I feel FOMO because every influencer, no matter what size they are, micro, nano, or a huge influencer celebrity, gets sent road product. So I need to try it I'm, out. At some point. I know I'm like I'm like on the website right now where I'm like, am I just gonna buy the lip gloss? Like maybe because I. W- what spoiler alert like we both just can i um we did a blog a collaboration blog post about our our morning skincare routine and when i was reading her part of it i was laughing because some of her products were i was like mm-hmm, yep that i do love that one too mm-hmm. but we're both uh what i found funny was um we both I think have a lip gloss lip balm like obsession where it's like I there's one always around me Mm -hmm. um but again where I'm like the influencers that 
everybody's like speaking so highly of her peptide lip treatment. So honestly, I feel like Mm -hmm. I just didn't get it and report back. But one thing I will say about the phone case is I will, I'm calling it now. I would not be surprised if more companies or just brands in general come out with clever phone case packaging because honestly if you ask any one of my friends they will tell you I've always had a phone case addiction because to me it's just like it expresses who you are like your mm-hmm. what your phone case says about you says a lot about you mm-hmm. and um just it is inconvenient inconvenience when you're like yeah, you yes I have a lot of bags but it's just like I'm such a like okay phone keys wallet type person but it's Mm -hmm. nice when the phone case can do more things but you still want your phone case to be cute and that's where I'm like this the like this road one where I'm like okay but it's not that cute like it's clever but I'm like "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) I agree no I would I would definitely love to see more brands really branch out and collaborate in ways kind of like to our point where sometimes you know influencer PR boxes just aren't really sustainable I would love brands to create something that is a little bit more on the sustainability route right like Mm -hmm. give me something that I can have as a phone case or attach to my you know key ring or I can I don't know like stick it on my Stanley that everyone has or like a water bottle you know it doesn't have to specifically Mm -hmm. be Stanley uh, but everyone has a water bottle. I think there's a lot of different rooms, room for that. Also, the other thing that I'm going to add as well is, and I don't know if this is over, it might be because I know you are definitely on beauty talk, Madeline, but all over my feed as well, and it has been for months, is Gin Alpha. And I don't know, have we talked about this? Gin Alpha uh-huh. at Sephora. And I went to Sephora on Sunday because I oh my gosh but like oh I'm just excited why why haven't we had this conversation before like okay I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready so I went to Sephora on Sunday because I am out of a few things I left Sephora with nothing and the Sephora near me was it's a big Sephora it's not it's not small one it's um, you know, there's also a Kohl's near me. So sometimes if I'm there doing an Amazon mm-hmm. return, sometimes they give me a 10% off and I'm like, okay, like I'll go <laughs> to support my Kohl's, you know? <laughs> um, so, and, and that one is typically stocked, which I know sometimes it's not, but this Sephora was crazy. And so it was, it was Sunday. It was, you know, before the Super Bowl. the whole mall was dead. Cause of course, Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. there had to have been, there was a party of 20, it had to have been like 10 to 15 um, Gen Alpha girls going in and shopping from Sephora. And I am convinced because there was like a mom, like a few moms waiting outside Sephora. And I noticed when I walked in, they were there and when I walked out. And then I honestly, like I did the mall's three stories and I I wasn't, I was there on a mission. I was looking for mm-hmm, like a few mm-hmm. specific things. So I came back down and I was going back to, to, to my exit. And so that passes the Sephora. And that's when all those group of girls came out and they were talking to the mom. So I was like, okay, I was connecting the dots that the moms let them go in, clearly unsupervised because it was crazy. And just the general state of the Sephora was a mess. It was a, it was a mess. Everything was all over the place. There were no lip balms, like 
at all. There were like from any of the brands that I would have like bought from. There was nothing. Of course, there's a lot of new things that have been launching, like, you know, like new lip oils and things that I mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to get my hands on and all sold out as well. And so I'm like, I, I left it. There was a couple of things that I definitely wanted to um, buy. I wanted to like get, I ran out of a face mask for, I think I'm going to mispronounce it because they're a French brand, but Caudalie, Caudalie. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Which I love that skincare. And I, I know Janelle is not buying it. Hopefully not yet. And again, it's for mature skin. I mean, it's yes. for, you know, a lot of things. And so I'm like, okay, hopefully they're not buying it. So, but they were all taking over the store and they were like how much is in your budget how much are you buying should I buy this should I buy that and just like I I didn't dare walk by like rare beauty because I'm sure that's gonna be a mess but it was just it was crazy it's the budget like again yes I am on this side of TikTok and just hearing from the Sephora workers I'm just like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh there is no way and a lot of them are saying you know like our moms would have like not be like I I don't know about Mm -hmm. your mom but my mom I always we I had a look like there was a like a death like you're like in the car you're about to like mm, 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 you better Mm -hmm. shape up or like I'd get like an arm grab again. My mom like where it's just like where it's just like, but you knew you're like, oh, you messed up. Mm-hmm. But I just okay. So I think they're awesome. Do you remember Libby Lou? Did yes. you have a Libby Lou? Okay, there need this is an announcement to whomever. But I also know like Libby Lou got like shut down because of like shady, creepy pedo- pedophile mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay, but like but like before I knew that, I'm like Libby Lou was my ish like mm-hmm. oh my gosh we, you walked in you got to make a wish with that glitter of course mm-hmm. my your, your parents were like oh my god you have so much glitter on you but like and they had like where it's like make your own little like this was before like we made slime cool only our slime was like mm-hmm. lotions and right. again it was like crappy quality but but at the same time where it's just like that is what childhood should be not this like oh I need a retinol no boo no you have no pores like I wish I had that skin like what it's it's crazy and so I I've been seeing this all over my feet and of course that was you know crazy of course champagne problems for me not yeah. able to go into <laughs> and grab things for sure I know that but it was also one of those things where it's like I it snowed this week it's cold I need these certain you things you needed that therapy I, you, I my, I'm like my skin is dying for a little bit of moisture and so um no but it was again now champagne problems I'll order it I can I'll, I'll I will live but it's but even watching um you know I love I love beauty influencers and beauty creators because I am always learning something like makeup wise or anything. And so, but for me watching Gen Alpha and their routines, their skincare mm. and their makeup tutorials, I, I am scared. I mean, of course so I know scared. we both thought for, okay, Gen Z, right? You <laughs> your awkward stage. You never, yeah. you know, like you can't relate to any of the millennial problems and and it's funny seeing Gen Z scared of Gen Alpha, and I'm like, you, this yep. is life, the circle of life. <laughs> I, okay, so I know um, if you are looking for a good, you said the mask that you like, but also a good one that I love is um, Sunday Fridays. 
right? Yeah, Sunny Fridays. Um, their jet lag mask. I don't know if you've ever had that. That one's really good. Okay. No, in I case you in case you're looking yeah. for a new one. Again, yeah. not sponsored. Well, I did not, but if I it, did not, yeah, I did not buy, so I'm yeah. <laughs> Just that one's really good. And that one's fun because it's like you leave it on and just it's good for also I actually gave one to my sister for Christmas because she travels a lot like airplanes, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And um, like that's great for if you're traveling again. Mm-hmm. I wish I was traveling more than I was like mm-hmm. on an airplane. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. We can oh, love that is, through the Yes. Mask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love um, that. Okay, but on my feed, or like, is that all? You yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So on my feed is, and it, funny enough, it actually relates to um, the beauty industry, but Queen Bee herself not only announcing her new, um, her new album, but also her new hair care line. And I'm just like, again, it goes back to like Easter eggs. Like I love, like I'm not going to say Taylor, like the whole Easter egg. It's not new. Like I think Taylor Swift has definitely popularized it and like done it very like tastefully. She's obviously done it a lot where it's like, again, like Swift, like that is a part of Swifty brand. Like we Mm -hmm. are looking quote, looking for Easter eggs, but where, so if for those of you who don't know, Beyonce um, announced that she is going to be releasing her new hairline next week, actually February 20th. And the brand is pronounced sacred, but it's like in a beautiful, like, I don't know if it's French or whatever, but it's pronounced sacred. And I'm like, it's about dang time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised right. that it took her because I actually did know about this. And if you guys didn't, like, first of all, the marketing behind it, beautiful. Chef's Kiss has my stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and again, so for those of you who don't know, her first job was working at her mom's salon. Okay. And um, I actually wanted to read this to you guys. So it was on one of the posts announcing it. So she teased it. So um, last year, she posted a picture with product that was um not marked and of course she let her beehive like just be like oh my gosh oh my Mm -hmm. gosh are you like releasing it and also like can I just say her daughter like this is like weird like I I think people were um what was the latest like meme or oh it was like with the Grammys where it's like if you were there when she like had her performance like announcing Blue Ivy's like pregnancy and then it was like Blue Ivy on the stage with her dad and you're just like oh my gosh we've literally what we watched you in the stomach to now yeah it's like you now need eye cream in your regimen (laughs) yes yes and like she's just so beautiful like I think Mm -hmm. she's just absolutely like stunning like a a beautiful mixture of her mom and dad but anyways so the message that she wrote on one of her her posts was how many of you knew my first job was sweeping hair in my mama's salon destiny's child got our start by performing for clients while they were getting their hair done i was exposed to so many different kinds of entrepreneurial women in her salon i saw firsthand how the ways we nurture nurture and celebrate hair can directly impact our souls so true like literally again me i absolutely love 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 working with hairstylists and just uh, i love you all um anyways i watched i watched her heal and be so 
and be of service to so many women, having learned so, so much of, sorry, so much on my hair journey. I've always dreamed of carrying on her legacy. I can't wait for you to experience what I've been creating. And I'm just going to say this, like with Black History Month happening right now, I know we're coming, it's going to be coming to an end, but just, I absolutely, it gives me chills because it's just like, it is about dang time because I have this conversation with so many um, of my friends who work in the hair industry. And one thing that I will say that has always stuck with me, and if she's listening, her name's Danny, and I met her at Dry Bar, but she, and also my friend Renee has brought, brought this to my attention. The two most segregated places still in America are churches and salons. Mm -hmm. And like, I've always just like that has, it just, it sticks with you because it's just like, you like you hate that. And just so I think finally too, and the conversations I always have with clients is like so many, literally all, I shouldn't say some, but literally all hair trends literally start in the black community, Mm -hmm. like weaves, extensions. And it's just like, I it just makes me happy because again where I think of the women who came before Beyonce um Madam uh, Madam Walker which again mm-hmm. that's amazing because again from indie the Madam J Walker um like where she had her first salon I may be butchering that but like still like that has mm-hmm. that's a big part of Indiana history and just yeah. oh it's cool yeah um in the article that I was reading though too in conclusion was just like I think there's, I don't want to say this. I feel like celebrity skincare. Okay, this is the best example. I feel mm-hmm. like, for instance, Kylie Cosmetics. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Kylie not be using that. She's not using her stuff unless it is for a video. Right. I truly believe these hair. Like I truly believe Beyonce made this, or at least I have to believe it. But I have mm-hmm. to believe that she is going to be using her brand. Like yeah. She's I, making it to like for to solve issues of textured hair. And I just know in general, I don't have curly hair. I wish, but like mm-hmm. that has, that's always that those hairstyles are evolving as well right now too, right. because there hasn't been products for textured hair that okay, works yeah. well. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I want to say too, just the impact and I guess legacy of like Beyonce and Jay-Z, like of their family. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree that it's, one I love and it's like about time right for yeah. her to to do this and I think it's it's so so cool so yeah I I'm excited I haven't I haven't seen the brand yet so I'll take a look at it I know like you said it's launching next week so um I want to take a look at the branding and all of, of course all of the stuff that Ugh. they're doing doing to build buzz I love when a, a celebrity brand um like builds buzz around like it's done in such unique ways that you can I really feel like it, the launch of it really lays the foundation of kind of the brand itself, right? And how it'll take. That reminds me, I just listened to a podcast episode around who was it with? I'll find it because I did save mm-hmm. it. I saved it on Instagram because I'm trying to be a little bit better. I just save content. I save <laughs> podcast episodes. So I'm like, let me save it with intention here. Um, so I'll, <laughs> I'll go find it and I can share it in like the show notes and everything. But it was around just the authenticity of celebrities and their brands and mm-hmm. how sometimes they are starting their brands 
And they're in it from product formulation to I'm going to be consumer of this product versus, okay, I know that I have this audience and I can sell whatever I create to them um, and just kind of go from there. So I'll find that and I'll definitely share. But yeah, no, I I love that. I think, well, one, how iconic of Beyonce. And she understood like everything you know to 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 piggyback off of super bowl sunday and her ad there and country music i mean mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yes 2024 like, is for- beyonce's year yeah, like i, I, mean, I really think that others haven't been but you know like it's happening mm-hmm. she's gonna get the recognition that we all know she needs and jay-z hinted to during the grammys mm-hmm. it's coming <laughs> yes and like that's so also with um one of the teasers of it, she ha- it's beautiful. It's um, she has footage from her time at her mom's salon, and I'm just oh, like, I, I think about this all the time. Where, okay, I'm gonna get cheesy for a second, but I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. How, how, and this ties into what we were saying about social media and the positive. I feel like we talked a lot about that this episode, where it's just like there can like it change. It can change businesses. And something I've been thinking a lot about lately is how social media is a diary too and how Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about how cool it's going to be for my future children to, I don't know if they will, but like watch some of these videos where like I have filmed myself crying, like, you know, where it's just like, but for me to like capture these moments in time and Cause that's one thing where I think about a lot. Like my mom didn't keep journals. I keep journals and I actually want to, I want to make a post about this too, but I have the journals that I, that I actually started journaling the year I started the Buzzing Blonde, which, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, tomorrow is the Buzzing Blonde's sixth birthday. Sixth birthday. I think, yeah. yeah. It oh was the gosh. day after Valentine's Day, which, ha- ha- like, this episode, like, it's Valentine's Day. Surprise. Anyway, oh, yeah. anyways, but yeah, but, um, so, anyways, I just, I, when I started to journal, I, I really started to do it just for me for therapeutic reasons. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think I've been reflecting a lot lately because I'm currently writing a blog post about like books that every entrepreneur should read. Yeah. And I think about Shoe Dog, which is you guys will once the blog post comes out. But like mm-hmm. that seriously is the book I recommend to every entrepreneur, honestly, everybody, because yep. it feels as if you are in Phil Knight's like journals that he kept during Mm -hmm. his time at Nike and just like I don't like it's just powerful you know or just like I don't think we think about that enough or at least I haven't and just I think when I'm so this is for like imposter syndrome where I have to like just get past and be like kind of take it as like this is a message to my future daughter or my future son Mm -hmm. you know or just like I don't know I feel like when I go in with that mindset I'm kind of like Mm-hmm. okay I'm fearless I'm gonna be like you're, I'm gonna go do I don't know mm-hmm. that just got really like <laughs> cheesy <laughs> I don't know like no I like it deep no I think that that like really connects back to like everything we were like even to the start of the show when we were talking about okay like Robin girl boss town she 
she did it. She posted it. Look, mm-hmm. she went to Super Bowl. Like so many things can happen from social media. And I love that. I love I love the capturing of content and um, just to have like all of that and how so cool that, you know, people like Beyonce can take that and launch a brand that is so close to their heart into real life from what they're- it really shows like I think there's there's one thing to be passionate about something but then to feel the passion from that mm. creator like even if it's a piece of content like a Super Bowl ad or a post on social media or like a new brand they're launching like it's just I don't know it's cool maybe we're just like nerdy business owner marketers who like love it yes but I just think about too where I'm just like in this moment right now I think I think I'm trying to also because I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast and maybe we should just have our an episode about it too but we keep talking about like mental health and like Mm -hmm. social media and like you know where it's like we have to take it with a grain of salt because like it, it can be very toxic but like Mm-hmm. You and I too are also like, but look at the good that it does as well. Yeah. And one thing I'm working on is like just being in the moment, being in the moment. And right now in this moment, as we are recording this, I'm just like, how cool it is it's going to be like a year from now, five years from now, because yes, like this is something like I hope we continue to do, even if it's just for us, like <laughs> where it's like, I like just for us where I'm just like, mm-hmm. so that I can say like, yeah mom mom has a podcast like right. yeah. I'm cool yeah <laughs> like, even cool if it's mom. with yeah. her friend Jessica but like yeah mm-hmm. no I love that okay I think okay this is good and in summation of this episode <laughs> I think to all of these points is just thinking about the legacy that you mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's like okay Beyonce's legacy and her brand like our legacy as social media managers and just business owners and what we're doing now, that may change. We may pivot. We may do something different. But ultimately, it's kind of adding up to the bigger picture. And maybe it's just because we are recording on Valentine's Day and I'm feeling like very like emotional <laughs> or whatnot. But today, I'm just feeling very grateful. Like mm-hmm. very grateful that like before we recorded this podcast, we did a planning meeting with Harmony, who's also on the team. And it's one of those moments where it's like, it. sometimes it's like, wait, this is what I do for Mm -hmm. like it really makes because again those fears of okay am I going to get another client is this going to work out am I going to grow the business like those fears never go away I think it's all Mm -hmm. about managing them and and what one thing that I'm trying to get better at is not that I've ever been ungrateful but just to be more grateful for those things um and just to lean into like how cool is it that Madeline and I literally record it like an hour every week? And how cool that you listen! Like, I, you're good. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> be like by the end of this. Maybe we should cap it, but, um, but no. Again, anyway, if you're listening, thank you so much for yes. being a part of the hashtag managed family. I think we've now all graduated into a family. And if mm-hmm. you've listened, whether you just found us and you're like, who are these crazy social media gals who are like overly emotional? <laughs> um, but no, I think it's so fun. So. No. Okay. I think, wow, what another great episode. I feel like a good like pat on the back for yeah. both of us for this, but so, so cool. Anything else, Madeline, that you want to share before we close off this week? No, just again, repeating what Jessica said, super grateful and love you all for listening. And just know too, like, again, I, we still love, I still love seeing 
where you incorporate us in your routines. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the little things. It's literally the little things that just make a huge impact. And yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Well, on that note, everyone, thank you so much. If you made it this far in the episode, thank you so much. Please join our free Facebook group so we can have a conversation around this week's episode. We would love to hear what your favorite Super Bowl ad was. We would love to hear what you think about what's on our feed. Is it on your feed? Let us know. And again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, hit that follow button. And if you really love us, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening from. And if you want to be one of our online besties, you can shoot us a DM over at hashtag managed on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Or, you know, you could also share all your deepest, darkest secrets kidding but we mean it when we say you can shoot us a dm we love building real authentic relationships with you 